0: Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. We began talking about God's Jubilee plan. Amen. God's what? Jubilee, jubilee, jubilee plan. Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. And it says, Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee. Went up into a mountain and sat down there. Verse 30 And a great multitude came unto him, having with them what? Those that were lame, blind, dumb, and what? Maimed. In other words, we know from last week, these are people with missing limbs. They're blind, no eyeballs in their socket. These are people more than just lame. Amen. They're maimed. Somebody say maimed. maimed. Come on, they're crippled, they're deformed. And some way or another, amen, Something terribly wrong with them. And it says, And the great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, and maimed, and many others. And he said, Cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he did what? And he did what? Amen. He healed them. Amen. Let me tell you again, the maim are on their way to this church. Amen. And we're going to see this right before our very eyes. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse thirty-one, and so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be what, to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Come on, we're about to see that, amen. We'll go to Exodus thirty-four, ten. Come on, it's time. Come on, it's time. It's time to see the impossible. Exodus 34.10. Hallelujah. Let's read this again. And he said, Behold, I make a what? A covenant. Once again, when God makes a covenant, and we know a covenant is, is for thousands of generations. When you hear that word covenant, your antennas should go up. Are you with me out there? He said, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth nor in any nation and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord for it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. The word terrible we know in the Hebrew means an awesome display of power. Let me say it again. An awesome display of what? Power. Come on, that's what we've seen in the ministry of Jesus. We've seen an awesome display of what? Power. And like I said last week, we're going to see an outbreak of jubilee. Yes. Like we never seen before. Why? Because it is liberty time. Yes. Come on, this is liberty time. Yes. Tell your neighbor, this is liberty time. Yes. Tell somebody else, this is liberty time. Yes. Glory yes. to God. Hallelujah. It's time for Luke 14. Turn there. Luke 14 says once again, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He's what? Has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised to what? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Listen, this is the time for the poor to be poor no more. Come on, this is the time for the healed, I mean I mean to heal the brokenhearted. Are you with me out here? This is the time for the captives to be set free. This is the time for the blind to see. Are you with me out here? This is the time for the bruised and the batters to be set at liberty. This is the time for the acceptable year of the Lord. Come on, it's jubilee time. Tell your neighbor, it's jubilee time again. Amen. Come on, let's read that again, Exodus thirty-four, ten, And he said, Behold, I make a covenant. I want you to say out loud once again, say, I enter in, I enter in into, that into that covenant before all thy people, all thy people I, will marvels, I will do marvels such as have not been done, such as have not been done in all the earth. Nor in any nation, and all the people amongst which art thou shall see the work of the Lord. For it is an awesome display of power that I will do with thee. And all the promises of God in Him are yes and amen. So we're talking about God's what? Jubilee plan. Somebody say, God's Jubilee plan. See, jubilee has been God's plan for man all along. Let me say it again. Jubilee has been God's plan for man all along, but we haven't enjoyed it and we haven't lived in it like we should. Turn your Bible to Leviticus chapter 25, verse 1. Come on, it's jubilee time. It's jubilee time. Leviticus 25, looking at verse 1. I said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, and where? And Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a what? Sabbath unto the Lord, which is a rest. It says, Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the... Uh, Seventh year you shall be be a what? Sabbath Sabbath of rest unto the what? Land. A Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. And that which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not reap. Neither neither gather the grapes of the vine undressed. For it is the year of what? You what? Rest onto the land. Now, if you would check on the commercial farms today, what's happened is they don't let the land rest. Are you with me out here? They have to continually fertilize the land because why? Their dirt is dead. The land is dead. It doesn't have any life left in it. Are you with me out here? There's no nutrients in it. They didn't leave any nutrients left in the ground or with me. I, and this is one of the problems in the United States in our food supply. Because why? You see, when they put the nutrients back into the ground, we are stuck with whatever they decide to put in it, not what God decided. And the land is supposed to do what? Rest. And, just, and you're supposed to let whatever grow, grow and let it fall in the field so that the land gets a, so land gets a chance to eat. Amen. You understand that? Then that land will become very rich and will continue its production change. Are you with me? Now here's what a production chain is. Example, your first corn crop you don't eat the best. Say it again. Your first corn crop, you don't eat the best. What do you do? You put the best back in the ground because why? That's your seed corn. Somebody say, that's my seed corn. What do you do? You eat the nubbins. And you do that Every year. Somebody say every year. year. Now, if you continue to do that, what are you doing? You're putting back your best every year. And that means every year your corn is better than it was last year. And there's coming a time when the nubbins are as good as the seed corn planted you planted in that first year. Are you following me out here? But you have to let the land rest. You got to follow God's way of what? Doing things. Somebody say, I got to follow. God's way of doing things. Let me give you a nugget. God is smarter than you. Come on. He's smarter than the Department of Agriculture. Why? Because God is the original farmer. Come on, he planted when there wasn't anybody. Come on, the book of Genesis says he planted a garden. He planted the garden east of Eden, and it was a nice garden. Amen. Are you following me out here? So he knows what he's talking about. So read verse 5 again. It says, That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not what? Reap. Reap. Neither gather the grapes of thy vine undress. Another word, leave it out there. For it is a year of what rest unto the land, and the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee and for thy servant, and for thy maid, and for thy hired servant, and for thy stranger that sojourneth with thee. For thy cattle and for the beasts that are in the field shall all the increase thereof be what meat. And it said, Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee, what? Forty and nine years. Somebody say 49 years. 49 years. Then after those 49 years, it said, Then it call, then, then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, and the day of what? Atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all the land. And you shall hallow the fiftieth year. Somebody say fiftieth year. You shall hallow the fiftieth year and do what? Proclaim what? Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a what? It shall be a jubilee unto who you? Somebody say jubilee. Unto me. Come on, say jubilee unto me, unto me. Yes, and I say you shall return every man unto his possession and you shall return every man unto his family a jubilee shall that 50th year be unto you you shall not sow listen to this now you shall not sow neither reap that which groweth of itself in it nor gather grapes in it of thy vine dress, undress for it is the what jubilee it shall be what Holy unto you, you shall eat the increase thereof. What out of the field. in other words, we're going to have a twelve-month party at God's expense. Amen. Why? Because this is big with God. This is important to Him. Come on, say amen. Somebody. Now watch this. Now it says, in the year of this jubilee, you shall return every man his possession. Verse 13, and if thou sell art unto thy neighbor or buy art of thy neighbor's land, you shall not oppress one another. Now go down to verse 17. You shall not therefore oppress one another, but thou shalt what? Fear thy God, for I am the Lord your God. Wherefore, you shall do my statutes. Do what? my statutes, keep my judgment, and what? Do them. In other words, obey me. And you shall what? Dwell in a land and what? Satan. In other words, there's not going to be any drive-by shootings. It's going to be like the book of Job. The warring angels will have a hedge of protection around everything if you will obey him. Verse nineteen, and the land shall yield her fruit, and you shall eat your field, and dwell therein. What and safety? And if you shall say, "What shall we eat the seventh year?" Behold, we shall not sow, neither gather in our increase. Then listen to this now. Then I will command my blessing. Then I will what command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. And you shall sow the eighth year, and you shall eat of old fruit until the ninth year. Until her fruit come in, you shall eat of the old story. He said, I'll command my blessings on your land. I'll command my blessing on what you have. I'll command my blessing on your family. He said, if you'll listen to me and do what I tell you to do, I won't let anything get to your family. I'll protect you. You'll live in safety. What is this? This is liberty. Somebody say liberty. He said declare liberty. But in verse 9, he said, you're going to have to blow the horn. Come on, blow the horn and do what? Declare. Jubilee is here. Jubilee is here. And see, this is what is known as the acceptable year of the Lord. I'll say it again. This is what is known as the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, on that 50th year, come on, think about it now. On that 50th year, the whole year was at God's expense. Could you imagine a year vacation, all expenses paid, and your bills paid on top of that? Oh, y'all ain't hearing me in here. (laughs) Come on. How short we have come. If we were following the principles of Jubilee... And expecting God to do something. We follow things and do like he wants us to do. God blesses that year. And while we're on vacation, God's taking care of everything at home. What has happened? We fouled everything up. And now the crops are not even any good. But now in Leviticus... Here in Leviticus, we got liberty declared. And he said what? Blow the horn. Wake everybody up. Why? It's jubilee. Somebody say it's jubilee. jubilee. Come on, it's liberty in the land. And you need to read the rest of this because why? Back in those days, read the rest of this on your own time. Because back in those days, if something happened, and you, hit a, you hit, and you hit bad times. You fell behind in a payment. And you couldn't pay your debts. Listen, there wasn't any such thing as bankruptcy laws back then. Come on, are you, you, couldn't fight, you couldn't file chapter 11. Hello. If you couldn't pay your debts... You were in some serious trouble. Matter of fact, go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. You'll see an example of what I'm talking about. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. <laughs> you better thank God you ain't in that situation today. All of us would be doing what we're getting ready to read. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. At One time or another. Hey <laughs> man, be on the chain gang. Come on, Second Kings four one. I said, now there cryeth a woman, of the wives of the sons of the prophets, unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor has come to take unto him my what two sons. To be what? Bond. In other words, we don't care if your husband is dead or not. You're gonna give us something. Come on, are you with me, there? And that's what the creditors will do. They will make a slave out of you and your children. Until that debt was paid, and take everything you have. <laughs> you ought to be glad. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Look at verse 2. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? She said, Thy handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. That's all we got is some, a pot of oil that I just fried some chicken in yesterday. <laughs> 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 then he said go borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors even empty vessels borrow not a few now when I read this and I see that word borrow <laughs> it seems like she's going into deeper, going deeper into debt Because that's what the word borrow mean. I mean, I got to give it back or pay back something. Right? Are you with me out here? But it has to be a faith move because why? She didn't have the money to pay the creditors, let alone the money to pay back these people that she's borrowing the parts from. And what if one breaks? Now she's in some serious trouble. Come on, what's she going to do then? But he goes on to tell her, and when when thou come in... Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is what? Oh, another pour it in. Next. Next. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she did what? She poured out, and she poured out, and she poured out, and she poured out, and she All this is coming from that little pot of oil that she just fried that chicken in. (laughs) Are you with me out there? Then verse 6, And it came to pass when the vessels were full, as she said unto her son, Bring me yet yet a vessel. And he said to her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, And he said what? Go sell the oil and pay the debt. Live down thy children of the rest. In other words, God put her in the oil business. She was able to pay her debt. And not only pay her debt, but live wealthy ever after. See, a lot of people are just praying to God to pay the debt. No, I ain't just praying praying to God to pay my debt. Come on, I don't want wealth behind it after I paid the debt. I still want something in the account. Because why? God's not a respecter of persons. But guess what? This is God's intention all the time. your neighbor, this is God's intention all the time. that's him folks that's God what's God do God's got Jubilee on his mind I'll bless the land I'll bless you he's got that on his mind all the time so think about it say you were back in those days here you are you lost your two oldest boys They took them for the debt, and they put them to work. Come on, you don't even know where they are. They're just off somewhere. The land is gone. Your place is gone. They have foreclosed on your farm. You've been a slave yourself for the past 20 years. Working for somebody else. Or where they decided to send you. Come on, are you with me out there? But all of a sudden, you're out there working in the field with somebody else. Then one morning, you hear that horn blowing throughout the land, and somebody's declaring Jubilee! What are you gonna do? I'm gonna pack up my bags. And I'm going home. I'm going back to the home place where the word of God says all of my possessions that I lost are returned back to me. While I'm going, they're going my two sons. They're coming down the road. My wife is coming down the other road. Why? Because glory to God, I'm free. Then one of your boys goes over there. Jerks that sign off, that said "so and so's place." He takes it and writes and writes, rewrites it, crosses out that other name, puts it back up there. Said, "This is our place. Yeah. No more debts. No more debts." So now do you understand jubilee? You understand jubilee now, right? Now turn with me to Mark 6, 1. Now that you understand what jubilee is. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jesus has just come down from the mountain of temptation. He has spent 40 days in the presence of God. 40 days in the presence of God. How awesome could that be? He got baptized in the Holy Ghost in the Jordan River. And immediately, the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. Now, this is something you need to be aware of. Jesus did not do anything on the earth as the Son of God until he went to the cross. Say it again. Jesus did not do anything on the earth as the Son of God, until he went to the what? Cross. Every miracle he ever did, every healing he ever did, are you with me out here? He did as a man anointed of the Holy Ghost. Did as a what? Man anointed of the what? Of the Holy Ghost. Now, he didn't receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, until he was 30 years of age. He didn't go into the ministry until he was, what, 30 years of age. And when he went into the ministry as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit. Are uh, you found Mark 6, 1? He went into the ministry as a what? As a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. Got me. Mark 6, 1. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and the disciples followed him, followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Jose and Judah, and Simeon, or Simon, Aren't his sisters here with us? Jesus had sisters. And three brothers. They're saying, aren't his sisters right here in this meeting right now with us this morning? And it says, and they were what? They were what? They were offended at him. Listen closely. Becoming offended will stop the anointing. Say it again. Becoming offended will stop the anointing. It will stop you from receiving. Are you with me out here? It will cut you right off. Say it again. It will stop you from receiving, and it will cut you right off. Look at verse 4. And Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor. But in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, what happened? He had no respect there. They're saying, who does he think he is? We know him. He got the nerve to stand up there and read those scriptures like that. And he's never even been to school. He's a carpenter. Matter of fact, he fixed my grandma's kitchen table just the other day. Now, Why is he standing up there wearing a rabbi's garment when we know he's a carpenter? I've known him since he's a little boy. What is that? That's disrespectful. That's what? That's disrespectful. That's no honor. Somebody say no honor. Look at verse 5. And it says, verse 5, And he could there do no mighty work. Now he tried knowing they weren't going to receive anything. Why? He knew them. He was trying to help them. He knew what was wrong with them. But it says he could do their no mighty work save that he what? laid his hands upon a, a few sick folk and healed them when they all could have got healed. And it said he marveled because of their what? Unbelief. And he went about Villages doing what? He went about the villages doing what? Teaching. This is how you get rid of unbelief. By what? Teaching. Come on, you teach and you teach and you teach and you teach until some of it takes anchor and faith starts coming. Come on, are you with me out here? Now notice it didn't say he would not do any mighty works. It says he could not. Somebody say he could not. Why? Understand this. I can't do anything where I don't have respect. You hear what I just said? I don't have a right to pray for you if you don't give me any place in your life. Amen? No pastor can do anything for you if he doesn't have any place in your life, folks. I see, people will look at the pastor and say, who does he think he is? We pay his salary. No, that's where you're wrong because why? A pastor is a gift given by God. Amen. Come on, are you with me out here? Thank you, Lord. Amen. And with respect for your pastor, you can receive from God. Matter of fact, Matthew ten forty. Keep a marker there because we're coming back. Matthew ten forty knows what he says here. What does Jesus say? He that receiveth you, receive of who? Me. What well, if I don't receive you? Then you don't receive him. He that receiveth me, receiveth what? Him that sent me. Verse forty-one. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall what? Receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive what? A righteous man's reward. You got to receive. Go to Luke ten sixteen. This when he sent out the seventy two by two, and look what he says at the end. Luke 10, 16. He says what? He that hear of you, hear me. He that despises you, despises me. And He that despises me, despises him that what? Sent me. See, it's on you to hear. It's on you to receive as long as we're teaching the word. Are you following me? But they didn't receive Jesus. They didn't receive Jesus. Well, was he sent there? Was he sent there? Come on, he was sent there. Why? God sent him there, but he couldn't do anything. Now, I want you to see this because why? There's this general idea that he's Jesus. He's God. And he could do whatever he wanted to do. That he could just heal anybody. But tell your neighbor, no, that's not the case. He couldn't heal anybody without the Holy Ghost. And he constantly said, throughout the scriptures, the words that I speak unto you, they are not my own. It's the Father that dwells within, he does the work. Right, him out here. in other words he didn't have any word if he, if, if he didn't have any word from the father he didn't say anything oh Lord Amen. without the Holy Ghost listen to me now without the Holy Ghost he was just as helpless as you and I Amen. but thank God he had the Holy Ghost Amen. without measure Somebody say without measure. But guess what? That's the same Holy Ghost that's here right now. see it again. That's the same Holy Ghost that's here right now. Amen. Now go to Luke chapter 4 verse 14. Luke chapter 4 verse 14. See, we went over all that so that you could get a better understanding of what's happening here. Are you with me? Luke 4, 14. It says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into what? Galilee. Galilee. And there went a fame of him through, through all the region round about. Come on, right after the Holy Ghost fell on him in that river, he went into the wilderness for 40 days, and now he returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the what? Region round about. Verse 15. And he taught in their what? synagogues, Being glorified of all. Come on, are you connecting? Being glorified of all, he came to Nazareth where he had been what? Come on, we just read about that, right? We just read about that, right? He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Amen. But I wanted, well, we went there because I want you to see the way Mark put it. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So he opened the book to what you and I know as the 61st chapter of Isaiah. The 61st chapter of what? Y'all follow me, right? We'll go to Isaiah 61. But keep a marker there because we're coming back. Mama, you just read the screen. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Isaiah 61. (laughs) She's up there trying to fake it, you know. Isaiah 61, 1. He says what? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has what? Anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to what? Bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, where we heard that before. To, pre- to proclaim liberty, where we heard that before. And the book of Leviticus. Come on. We read, blow the horn and proclaim liberty. I, t- I asked y'all, would y'all follow me? <laughs> now I got to do an altar call. <laughs> <laughs> he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and open up the prison to them that are what? Bound. And to do what? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now stop there. If you got your Bible, draw a line between the word Lord and the word and. Between the word Lord and the word and because why? Jesus stopped at the end of the word Lord over in Luke chapter 4. Let's go back to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He stopped at the end of the word Lord. Luke 4, 18. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he is what? anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty. Them that are bruised, that's the sick and the diseased, folks. Because why? With the stripes we are? With the stripes we are? The Hebrew word for stripes is bruises. With his bruises, we are healed. Verse nineteen. To what? To do what? He's anointed and sent to do what? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister. And he sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Come on. And then he began to say unto them. Now understand this. He didn't just sit down and say, this day the scriptures were filled in your ears. No. What he was saying is, listen, this was the summary of what he preached while he walked the earth. He preached this right here everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Matter of fact, keep a mark there and go to Acts 10, 36. Acts chapter 10, verse 36. He preached this everywhere he went. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Preach deliverance to the captives. For coming the sight to the blind. The set of liberty. Them that are bruised. He sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what he preached everywhere he went. Oh, let's prove that. The Apostle Peter says right here in Acts 10.36. He said, the word. Somebody say the word. The word. Which who sent? That which God sent unto the children of Israel. Doing what? Preaching peace by who? By who? By Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Verse 37. And that word. That what? That word I say you know which was what? Published where? Published throughout all Judea. Beginning from where? Began from Galilee. Isn't that where Jesus started? After the baptism, which John preached, how what? What did he preach? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's the same message. He preached this wherever he went. Are right, you with me out here? Now go back to Luke four twenty two. Now notice this now, Luke four, verse twenty two. Glory to God. Four twenty two it said, and all did what? Bear him witness, and they wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph? Let me read that before. Is not this Joseph's son? See, they wondered because why? He's preaching grace. They never heard about that in the Jubilee. Nobody was preaching that. They were all preaching the law. They didn't preach these kind of things in a local synagogue. What you know? He preached the blessing of Leviticus. Are you with me out there? He said, He'll command the blessings on you. He'll command the blessings on you. And he did it on the day of atonement. This is what he was preaching. And he preached this to them on that day. Are you listening to me out here? What did he preach? It's right here in verse 19. He preached the what? The acceptable year of the Lord. He preached jubilee. He preached what? Jubilee. And he said to them, when he sat down, he said to them, this is what he said. He said, I'm here. I am the jubilee. Poor man. You don't have to be poor no more. I'm here. The anointing of God is on me. He's anointed me to preach jubilee to the poor man. He's anointed me to preach jubilee to the sick man. He's anointed me to preach jubilee to the captive. I declare liberty. You don't have to stay poor no more. You don't have to stay sick no more. You don't have to stay broke no more. He said, I'm telling you right now, I'm here. Why? He's the great jubilee. He's our redemption, folks. Now, if you'll read, he starts talking about redeeming things. Redeeming things that you lost back then Leviticus. Redeeming your land. Your debts are all canceled in the jubilee. Okay, all right. Let me say it again. He talks about redeeming things. Redeeming things that you lost. I guess y'all ain't lost nothing. Redeeming, th- try to say, Redeeming things that you lost. Amen. Redeeming your land. Your debts are all canceled in the Jubilee. Your debts are all canceled in the Jubilee. Listen, Jesus canceled all of our debts. I ain't that all about shackle. Oh, hallelujah! I bet you the church mouse are doing more praising than y'all. Where you at, church mouse? I know you praising God somewhere, but you're doing a better job than they. Are. Half of y'all and half of y'all in debt. Hallelujah. <laughs> Probably 95% and people in debt. And y'all just saying, Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> He cancels all of our debts, for Matter of fact, what do he say he's able to do? 2 Corinthians 9.8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. What, is, what, does he, what, does it, what does it say he's able to do? Since y'all ain't in a shouting mood today. Hallelujah. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's wrong with y'all today. I guess it's, supposed, it's for you guys online. Hallelujah. It ain't for them. It's for you online. I'm pretty sure you're jumping up and down on your house right now. You're probably doing a better job of jumping up and down than they are in this room. <laughs> so you just go on and jump up and down in your living room, okay? Or in your bedroom, wherever you at. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. What does it say He's able to do? 2 Corinthians 9 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That what? What's His idea of making all grace abound towards you? That you always have it all sufficiency. In all things. To do what? That you may abound in every good work. Every good work. Well, what is a good work? See, a good work is whatever God tells you to do. Listen, folks, you don't have to have a dime in your pocket. Let's be close now. You don't have to have a dime in your pocket for God to speak to you sometime in a church service. And say, I want you to build that annex on the, on the Sunday school over there. Now you will probably get that puzzled look on your face, like some of you doing now, <laughs> and say, "Come again? is that you, God, or that the devil?" Because <laughs> then they just finished saying that, that annex was going to cost one million seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now what did you say again? I said, I want you to build that annex on the end of that building. Now, what's your response supposed to be? Sir, yes, sir. Now, what are you supposed to do? Sow a seed, be obedient. Give yourself to his commands. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then you sit up there and say, well, how am I going to come up with $1,750,000? You're not going to have to come up with it. Didn't I tell you in the last series? God didn't tell you to come up with it. He just told you to obey. That's all he told you to do. Listen, you're just as rich if you don't have any money as you are if you have a million dollars in the bank. Why? Because it comes from God when you're walking in the Jubilee. Let me say it again. Because it comes from God when when you're walking in the Jubilee. We are, well, listen. We're Jubilee people. We're redeemed people. We're inside out, not outside in people. Come on, we've been delivered. Ain't that? We've been delivered, and we have liberty. And guess what? That means I have financial liberty. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, I can report into God and do anything he tells me to do. Say it again. I can report into God and do anything he tells me to do. Because why? When he told me to do it, that authorized me to do it. That means, that means there's already a heavenly plan to get it done. I'll say it again. That means there's already, already a heavenly plan to get it done. All I, need, all I need to do is pay attention and do it. Look at First Corinthians 9, 7. We're coming to a close. First Corinthians nine seven. In that first question, he says, "Who go off a warfare at any time at his own charge?" Now, how dumb would that be? How big would our air force be if every fighter pl- pilot had to pay for his own airplane? And if he gets shot down, they take it out of his pay. (laughs) How big would our Air Force be? (laughs) If he's going into service for his country and he's answering the call and he has given himself as a soldier, then he expects the equipment to do Whatever he's ordered to do. He expects the equipment. That's what it's saying here. Does a soldier go to war at his own expense? No. He doesn't expect to do that. Well, guess what? We're soldiers in the army of the Lord. This is a military organization. It's not a civilian organization. Tell your neighbor, you are in the military whether you want want to or not. And we do as we are commanded to do. But when he commands you to do it, when he commands you to do it, that authorizes you to do it. And guess what? Your request, every request you have to do it has been stamped with the name of Jesus. Why? Because this is kingdom business. Now go back to 2 Corinthians 9.10. We're almost done. 2 Corinthians 19. I want you to get this now. Tell your neighbor, you better get this. Do I have any sowers in the house? I'm not talking about part-time sowers. I'm talking about a real sower consistent sower or persistent sower. Not one of them sowers that say God understands. No, I ain't talking about them sowers. God understands I'm broke today. Now I ain't talking about them kind of sowers. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about these cute sowers. I'm talking about real sowers. What does it he say here? Second Corinthians 9-10. It says, Now he that ministers see to the sower. Both minister bread for your food and multiply your what? Seed sown. Do what? Multiplies your what? Seeds sown. And do what? And increase the fruits of your righteousness. How you with me out here? Now here it is. I'm sowing seed. Sowing seed. I'm what? But somehow or another, He's multiplying the seed that I'm sowing. He's adding to mine as I'm sowing it. Are you following me out here? It's like you're walking down a row. And as you're dropping the seed into the hole, Here comes an angel right behind you, dropping two more down from heaven. That's multiplying the seed sown. But see, only a real soul will grasp that. That every time I sow a seed, God sends an angel down from heaven. Why do you think we confess when I do offering, angels, go forth, multiply my seed that I'm sowing. Y'all ain't even get that. Because every time you sow a seed, then angel's multiplying. He's adding to your seed. And see, we got to wake up. And get out of the boundaries of time, and step over into the supernatural, and expect God to do, to do. We expect God to do things like He done in times past for Jubilee people. He did this in times past for Jubilee people. And guess what? We are Jubilee people, and God has been ready to do this all the time. And He's declaring to us tonight, our Jubilee is here. And that we're living in a time of jubilee. We're living in a time of jubilee. So stand up and begin to give God praise like you should be. Because we're living in a time of what? Jubilee. Well, God's restoring things back to you. Debts are being canceled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lands are coming back to you. Houses are coming back to you. Why? It's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. It's Jubilee. We're living in a time of Jubilee. We're free. You declare to your bills, I'm free. You declare to the bank, I'm free. I'm living in a year of jubilee. And I'm going to keep speaking it because I have the ability to speak those things that be not. As though they were until they So I'm free. I'm free. It's, jubilee. it's Jubilee. I'm look, I'm walking in liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, oh, we got a Hallelujah clearing <laughs> problem. Hallelujah. Floridica! Floridica! Come on! I'm free, I'm free